everybody, and welcome to episode number three of the Skagorak CoronaCast, a weekly information podcast for the Skagorak community. Uh, this week, I'm going to have some news, some updates. I'm going to go through the survey results that have been sent out about our digital learning platform, and we will have two interviews, one from Pia Ackerholt, uh, who is a community psychologist who works with young people in schools. We'll talk about how to handle the stress and the mental challenges of digital learning and being cooped up at home. And also we'll have Jürgen Glittenberg, the high school principal, who will be going through the new rules from the IB that were released on Friday uh, relating to the coronavirus assessments, the high school exams, and how the DP stu- DP2 students at our school uh, will be assessed. Um, every podcast is going to come out hopefully on Sunday evening or Monday morning, um, and I'm going to be doing this until the school closure is over. Um, I'll always start each podcast with some health updates in the Skagorak community. I know that there are some people ill in our community and are struggling through this time, and we wish them well. Uh, With the closure of the school two weeks before and two weeks after, uh, we're no longer tracking individual cases, but we're hoping everybody stays well, uh, listens to the rules from the government, and practices social distancing. Um, The surveys that went out last week were very good. There was very good feedback Uh, from the students, parents, and staff. This is going to happen every week so we can get data uh, to make sure that we're making our changes based on uh, information, data-driven decisions is how we're going to operate going forward. Uh, The students reported that they had a fairly seamless transition to the digital world. Uh, Many students reporting that they actually like this way better. I have a feeling that uh, is going to change in a week or two. a few worries about how much screen time and about workloads and how it's balanced. It's something that we're working on as a staff. Uh, but for the most part, students were pretty content with what we're doing on our digital platforms. Uh, parents also were, were happy with what we've done so far. Uh, a few questions about balance, uh, digital screen time, you know, how healthy is it to be at the computer all day. Uh, a few parents wished for some checkpoints throughout the day to make sure that uh, their, their students or their children are on task, and we'll be reacting to that uh, going forward to find different ways that we can have check-ins throughout the day. Uh, the staff uh, survey came back that uh, really well. The staff are embracing the challenge. Uh, I've seen some amazing examples of teaching uh, digitally, some really cool things happening, creative, innovative ways to learn, uh, but they're also very, very tired. and They're also uh, watching their kids at home as well, trying to school them and teach their class at the same time. Uh, It's challenging for people with young, young children, and we're trying to find ways to make it easier to teach digitally. Uh, Nothing's going to be perfect. We're definitely not going to make everybody happy, but we're going to do the best we can uh, as a school going forward. Uh, Right now, the school closure is officially until April 14th, the day after Easter, Uh, We'll see what happens on the 7th when they release another update. But I wouldn't be surprised if the school closure lasts even longer uh, than we have right now. Uh, Currently at the school, everything is running as normal, but digitally. Uh, A reminder once again to everybody, if you need to talk to the school counselor, the university counselor, any the admissions officer, everybody is still working, uh, but digitally. So please feel free to reach out uh, and connect. Uh, Today we're going to have some more high school updates and uh, some advice on mental well-being. Next week we're going to be talking 
about primary and middle school and how students are adjusting there and what we're going to do to accommodate for these students as well. The PY6s have their exhibition coming up, uh, which is the culminating activity for the PYP program, which is a really big deal. Uh, and alternative uh, measures will probably have to be put into place for that. Uh, the students in year 11 who are doing the MYP certificate also have exams, personal projects, and benchmarks that they have to finish this year. Um, and we have to make some accommodations and adaptations for them. Uh, before we move on with the interviews, I wanted to thank everybody in our community uh, for their patience and flexibility at this time and the positivity. Uh, lots of laughs on teams in the digital world as well. And I think we need to continue that going forward. Uh, there's still room to laugh and have some fun. Uh, up first, we have Pia Ackerholt, uh, the psychologist from the Santa Fe Community, who's going to tell us parents and students and staff alike uh, mental stress and how to deal with it. Okay, now I would like to welcome uh, Dr. Pia Ackerholt from the um, Sandefjord Comuna. Uh, Pia, could you introduce yourself, please, and tell everybody what you do? Yes, first of all, thank you for inviting me to this important podcast. I appreciate you doing this for your school and uh, all the parents and children. Uh, for, I'm not a doctor, I'm a psychologist. So oh, that's, uh, my apologies. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I work in, uh, in the community as a psychologist in a team uh, which is um, mainly uh, concerned with uh, children from uh, zero to 18 years. Okay. And you're in schools quite a bit? Uh, I, I work as a counselor, more or less, to the school. I'm not in school. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I don't work in the schools uh, as such, but... Uh, they can phone us and they can uh, use us for counseling and they can refer students or children to us for, uh, yeah, for Well, help. thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. And this is going to be our first ever bilingual interview. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask in English. And as I told you already, I can forestall Litnorsk, but <laughs> you definitely can answer back in Norwegian as almost our entire community is bilingual. Yeah. And then uh, we can get some important information from you. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry about that. My this. English ah. is a bit rusty, so it's easier to do it in Norwegian. Well, you're doing very good so far, but I totally, <laughs> totally understand. Thank can you. you. Can you tell us uh, what your job's been lately with this corona crisis happening around the world and working with youth? Uh, has your job changed at all in the past month or so? Mm-hmm. I switched to Norwegian now then. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> du, altså, min jobb i hverdagen har ikke vært så veldig endret eh, i forhold til konkrete arbeidsoppgaver, bortsett fra at vi eh, er mindre tilgjengelige. Altså, vi sitter og har mest mulig hjemmekontor og møter, eh, møter folk i Vivo så lite som mulig. Uh, men vi är er, uh, om möjligt ända mer tillgängliga på telefon och på videokonsultation och har direkt kontakt med barn och ungdomar och familjer där hvor det är er absolut nödvändigt. Uh, vi har prövat att behålla arbetsuppgifterna våra och måten vi jobbar på på trots av coronakrisen och har på något sätt varit upptagna av att upprätthålla de strukturer vi allerede har och facilitera 
uppfordra til att bruka det i större grad än det som allerede görs då men ikke, ikke en väldigt stor förändring nej okay um, so last week uh, we had on a medical doctor to talk about uh, you know being healthy medically at times like this our physical education staff is working hard keeping kids active and trying to not vegetate in front of a computer but of course, there's lots of things they're hearing and they're worrying about. Uh, they're hearing talks about grandma and grandpa and what can we do and what, what shouldn't we do. Uh, how can we help the mental state of being for our, our students and our, our kids uh, with what's going on in the world right now? What can you recommend for us to help them deal with this? Det, dette er jo litt avhengig av alderen på barnet, men eh, først av alt så tror jeg det er viktig at vi som voksne eh, finner trygghet i vår egen frykt. Eh, at vi som voksne eh, søker råd og veiledning på gitte nettsider og helsedirektoratets anbefalinger i forhold til hvordan, hvordan det er lurt å opptre nå i forhold til krisen. I forhold til de yngste barna så tilpasser jo de seg mye lettere enn, enn større barn. Eh, når vi som voksne fremstår som trygge og rolige, så, så gjør, blir ofte barna også trygge og rolige eh, rundt oss. Eh, og hvis du som voksen kan vise at jeg er her, eh, forklare veldig enkelt og ærlig, det, det vil gå over, dette kommer til å gå bra med de yngste barna gjøre ting sammen, for de er veldig opptatt av her og nå, og det som foregår på innsida huset og i den nærmeste omgivelsen, så tror jeg at det vil være min sterkeste anbefaling i forhold til de yngste barna. De litt eldre barna, altså barneskolealderbarna, de skremmes litt lettere. De får med seg mer av det som foregår i omgivelsene på utsida av huset, og da er det viktig at vi gir en god og fornuftig forklaring på den krisen som pågår. Det er viktig at vi har kontroll på fakta. Så vi kan for eksempel si noe om at det vi vet er at det er lav dødelighet, vi gjør dette nå for at vi skal bremse smitte, derfor så må vi være hjemme fra skolen, derfor så kan vi ikke være sammen med venner akkurat nå, og vi har en klar tanke om at hvis vi gjør det her nå, og er litt ekstra strenge med å være med på denne dugnaden, så kommer det til å virke, og vi vil kunne komme raskere tilbake til hverdagen vår. Disse barna er mer følelsesstyrt. De, de forstår som sagt mer av det som foregår på utsida døra, og det er viktig at vi viser at det er trygt og gjentar eh, med ettertrykkelighet at det kommer til å gå over. For ungdomsskoleelevene, så er det nok viktigere mer enn å fortelle dem hva som foregår der ute og hva som foregår i samfunnet, og lytte til dem og høre hva de har fått med seg. Høre hva de tenker om det de leser og hører, og eventuelt være med å korrigere litt dems oppfatning av, av det som foregår. Og aller, aller viktigst kanskje i forhold til denne aldersgruppa er å minne dem på at de skal være litt kildekritiske at de skal være litt edrulige i forhold til hva de suger til seg av informasjon, eh, og være litt kritisk i forhold til det som står der. Og sånn overall så handler det jo veldig mye om å lage god stemning på hjemmebane, for dem som har noen rundt seg, jeg vet jo at mange av deres barn eh, og unge kanskje ikke har så mange rundt seg i nettverket. 
Men mm. det att lage god stämning, bruka humor och uh, minna varandra på att världen fortsätter där ute är uh, er viktig. Okay, thank you very much. I even threw in a Norwegian mm for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right now uh, everybody in our community is probably feeling cabin fever. I don't know what the Norwegian word is for that. Uh, yes, that's uh, I'm, I'm I think my kids are tied up in the other room right now yeah. as we speak. Yes. Uh, from from your perspective how can families deal with this mentally emotionally what's the best way you know it's a digital world the social world's mm. put aside right now everybody's talking through the screen looking at the screen mm. uh staying in their house mm. any any tips on how we can stay mentally healthy right now <laughs> yeah uh jag tänker att något av det viktigaste vi ska minna varandra på det är er ju att människor har upplevt kriser för och detta kommer att gå bra detta är er midlertidigt uh, i det då så är er ju vardagen sån att vi är er låst hemma nå med barna både småbarn och och äldre barn och vi blir lei av och inte kunna fortsätta livet vårt där ute. De flesta anbefalningarna som 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 ges är er ganska synkroniserade och det handlar väldigt mycket om att upprätthålla en lång form för rytme på dagen. Eh, tvihålla lite på på dygnrytme, stå upp till nu har vi hemmaskola och Och det ger ju en en viss grad av rytm med det men pröva och på något sätt inte dra detta dögne ut och snu på det. Pröva att hålla på med de tinga vi är er vante fra för och skapa en förutsigbar vardag både i förhåll till till dögnrytme och mat och aktivitet. Eh, at man kanske med de yngste barna lager en ganska sån klar plan med överskrifter hvor det står lite om nu ska vi jobba lite med skole, här ska vi gå ut, här ska vi göra fysisk aktivitet och vara ganska kreativ i förhåll till ting man kan göra hemma. Lage en dagsplan. Och så tror jag det är er väldigt viktigt att vi nå i den fasen vi är er i nå senke kravet, ikke være så ambitiös på på egna vägne, tänka att eh, nu må vi på något tåle att eh, ting går lite sakte, att eh, ting ikke är er som det plejer, att vi slipper lite upp i förhåll till tid föran PC, hvis det är er det barnen slapper gott av med, att de kan ha social kontakt eh, via gaming och sociala medier, att vi kanske må slippa upp lite med det. Yeah. Og prøve å ikke sammenligne sig så mye med andre familier. Det er mye sosiale medier som lägger ut vad de driver med og hvor fint og flott ting er, men tenk at vi, vi tilpasser dette vår familie, og vi, vi gör det som passer best for oss. Ok. Um, can you perhaps guide us to some, some resources in the local community from the psychology point of view? Mm. Uh, either for uh, students who are, are just in need because of this, if they're reaching a crisis point, or parents. Mm. Uh, if they're having trouble dealing with uh, this situation or any situation uh, from a psychology point of view. Yeah. Uh, altså, for det første så har vi jo selvfølgelig det som Bård Nome snakket litt om her tidligere med fastlegeordning og legevaktsordningen som er etter klokken fire. Og den lokale koronatelefonen, jeg antar, uh, do you have the phone numbers? For, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, for... Um, for ungdom så är er det laget en side på Sandefjord kommunens sin nettside. Hvis man går in på Sandefjord kommune och så söker man på ungdom så får man upp masse verktyg och information som är er knyttet till ungdom och barn direkte. Där får du en god översikt över bland annat olika telefonnummer som man kan ringa hvis man är er i krise. Det är er bland annat eh, 
mental hälsa telefon uh, som är er 116 123 som är er en fin telefon uh, hvor det sitter andra i andra änden och kan vara till hjälp. Uh, vi har også, det finns också en nettsida som heter sidemeord.no den är er ju heller inte alltså detta är er ju inte lokalt men detta är er goda sidor och hjälpe hjälpe vart oavsett. Och alarmtelefonen för barn som är er 116 111 som är er för de barna som som kanske har det uttryckt där hemma. Det ligger ju väldigt mycket självhjälp på nät, men vi som jobbar i psykisk hälsoteam i Sandefjord kommun Vi vill väldigt gärna bli kontaktade hvis familie, barn eller ungdom har frågor. Man tränger ingen hänvisning fra läge. Man kan ta direkt kontakt med mig eller med vårt centralbord och vi kan bistå med med svar och vägledning där hvor det er behov för det. Du, would you like the phone numbers for our team? Yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? If you if you would like to talk to me, you can call uh, 90 22 92 48 Great. And um, you can ask for any any help at all. All right. Pia, I want to thank you very very much uh, for coming on to this podcast and talking uh, to our community at a time like this. Um it's great to meet you and know that you're in working in the the community helping people out right now. And I think it's invaluable to talk to people like yourself. So thank you very much. Thank you. No, you did very <laughs> well. I would like to thank Pia for joining us. One thing she asked me to stress in English, in case you didn't catch it in Norwegian, is that her office is open for students, parents, and staff at any time at the number that she listed at the end of the interview. You do not need a doctor's referral. And if you need to talk, she's available. Up next, we will have the high school principal, Mr. Glittenberg, telling us about updates from the IB. Okay, I would now like to welcome high school principal Jürgen Glittenberg to the podcast. Welcome, Jürgen. Uh, thank you, James. Thank you for having me on your uh, podcast. The Coronacast Episode 3. Now, uh, we have been high school heavy in our three podcasts, but I think that's important because you guys have definitely seen the most uh, immediate change besides the school closure. The exams, the DP exams have been canceled last week. And just today, there was a big update from the IB about how they were going to proceed with the end of this year. Uh, Could you fill us in, please? Yes, uh, absolutely. So today we received uh, more clarification from the IB with regard to how they will be uh, awarding the qualifications, the IB diplomas for the students uh, in this precedented time. Um, What they're going to be looking at are the internal assessment components that the students have completed throughout the two years. These are uh, assignments and papers that the students complete Uh, and that are submitted to the IB, Um, these will now be, rather than marked by the teachers, will be marked by examiners. And together with the uh, marks they receive on these, uh, our internal assessments as they're called, uh, the IB will be looking at the predicted grades of the students and comparing those through historical data of 
the predicted grades that come out of each of the schools and putting that all into an algorithm, which they will then use to determine a final mark for each of the students in their respective subjects, thereby allowing the students then to be awarded a mark and ultimately uh, the diploma. So the, the focus obviously for the, for the IB is that the qualifications and the integrity of the qualifications that they receive through the uh, awarding of the IB diploma is upheld. They've been working in close conjunction with the education ministries across the world as well as the universities to ensure that everybody's on the same page and that the students will not be uh, put in any sort of difficult uh, situation and that they will be able to continue on to their university, college and university studies next year. Uh, the timeline is uh, the same as um, it would be any other year. They will receive their final marks and the diplomas will be awarded on July 6th uh, in time for them to then submit these scores to the universities around the world. Wow. What a huge, uh, so a major, major, major change. A major change, but at the same time, they are really uh, have, have come up with a system of being able to uh, award these diplomas uh, in a uh, maintaining the integrity of the program, awarding the students for the work that they have been doing, uh, and also then meeting the challenges of the current situation with the coronavirus. Right. And, and they're matching uh, other curriculum programs and national uh, government decisions around the world as well. Absolutely. Uh, that, that's been part of the work that they've been intensely um, undertaking over the last few weeks, actually. Uh, and we'll continue to do that. This is done in close communication with, with all the uh, authorities and institutions. So there'll be no exams and it'll be a combination of their internal assessments, which will be moderated externally and their uh, they predicted won't be grades. Actually, that's, that's the big thing. They won't be moderated. They will actually be marked, okay. um, which is a big difference. Uh, usually we send in a sampling of the internal assessments. Uh, now we're sending in every single uh, internal assessment uh, and they are being marked by the examiners, just like the exams would be marked. Okay. It's going to be a busy time for the examiners. Yeah, but they've been freed up from marking exams. So this is what they'll be focusing on instead. How do you think the students will feel about this, Jurgen? Well, I think there's some pros, pros and, and cons, obviously. The, 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 big, the biggest con or, or negative aspect of this is obviously that the students won't be able to sit for their exams that they've been preparing for for the last two years. Uh, a, a pro in uh, this decision is that the students now uh, have certainty. They know what's happening. They know that they will be receiving their diplomas. Uh, and um, that takes that anxiety factor out of, of, the, of the equation, something that has been, been um, a worry for the students and the teachers, of course. Absolutely. So... Uh... I'm going to ask you a tough question, and I probably should be asking your son this, who I know is a DP2 student. Uh, but what advice can you give these, these, these guys? Uh, they now don't have their exams. Uh, it looks like their year is almost done, but not quite done. 
uh, it's going to be real tough to keep their eye on the prize to the end of the year. Uh, what kind of advice and wisdom can you pass on? Well, uh, you're right. That is a, a real difficult uh, question. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, I would say what's really important now is that uh, they'll have some of their internal assessments that they're finishing up and uh, their TOK presentations are up. They, they will be running all the way up to, to the, uh, the last day, which was supposed to be uh, March 24th. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, April 24th. But um, they will be having more time on their hands, obviously. And this is a time for them to start looking at those of them that have applied and been accepted into universities, looking at the requirements of the first year, getting a head start on, on the work that they're going to be doing next year. Um, there will be opportunities as well for some of the students that uh, really are, are ambitious and driven to be doing research or, or writing papers towards what they want to be working on when they go to university uh, so that they can um, get a head start, really. Uh, the, other, the other thing that's going to be very important for them now is to focus on both their physical and their mental health and really set up a structure of some sort, regardless of what they're doing. They have to have physical activity. They have to eat right. They have to keep themselves healthy uh, throughout this process, especially when they lose the structure of a regular class day, which they've been used to for the last 12 to 13 years. Right. And I know you and I are following that same advice, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Usually it is. No, there's more than do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> uh, there's more than just the DP2 exams at our school. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the MY5 certificate students have digital exams that are, are scheduled to come up. Uh, there are Norwegian state exams that uh, have recently been canceled. Can you talk about the other assessments at our school? Right. Uh, so there was also an announcement by the Norwegian government, uh, the education ministry, that uh, the uh, what we would call the VGN or year exam, Norwegian uh, curriculum exams uh, in year 11 have been have been canceled. The written exams have been canceled. They haven't come out with a final decision on the oral exams yet. Uh, however, for us, that usually means that 10 of our students are pulled for exams and have to take those exams, and then uh, the marks are moderated accordingly. Uh, that won't be happening, obviously, for the written exams this year, but our students will still receive their marks from us, which will go towards their uh, official Norwegian report card, uh, known as their Kumpetongsebevis, uh, so there will be no change there. And it really doesn't have a, a profound effect on, on most of our students in any case with, the, with, with regard to the Norwegian exams. Uh, with regard to the e-exams e in the MYP for the certificate students, uh, that decision is still being uh, decided upon. Uh, with, uh, the IB has, has not made a decision on that yet. Uh, however, our, our certificate students, our MYP students that are looking to get the uh, certificate have already completed their personal projects and uh, those have been submitted to the IB and are going to be evaluated by the IB 
as in any other year. So they're well on their way already. Okay. Uh, thanks for those updates, Jurgen. Uh, now just switch gears a little bit and maybe a little bit of good news. Uh, you sent out a wonderful message to the students and uh, staff in the high school today about a, a, a career step for you. I'm wondering if you want to talk a little bit about that, what you're going to be up to next year. Sure. Um, as I shared on social media and sent out an email to the community, um, I will be, well, I want to start out by, by saying thank you to Skagerrak International School, to the whole community, students, staff, and parents alike, uh, for uh, a wonderful five years here at the school, uh, for both myself and my family. Um, I will be leaving Skagerrak International School at the end of the school year, uh, and I have uh, accepted a position as director of the American School of Yuande in Cameroon uh, at a three-program IB school, continuum school, just like Skagerrak, uh, starting August 1st. So that is my step in my adventure. Uh, of course, it's very, it's going to be very, very hard for me to leave, especially leave the students. Um, I will miss them tremendously, as I said in my message yesterday. They have been, it's been a fantastic uh, experience for me to be the high school principal here. Uh, the students um, have been wonderful. And that's the hardest part uh, about the international lifestyle school the international school lifestyle is is moving on and leaving uh, people behind and that also includes the incredible staff and uh, the wonderful families that I've had the privilege to get to know over the last uh, well you will definitely be miss Jurgen but what an exciting opportunity I just think of the customs guy who looks at your passport uh, who looks at a guy who's moved from Beijing to Sandefjord, to Yaowande, uh, and is going to wonder, what the heck does this guy do for a job? Yeah, they think, uh, <laughs> they think I'm insane or that I work for some sort of uh, intelligence agency. Which I don't. Or a way. bit of I both. <laughs> well, Jürgen, thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for the awesome, uh, you're going to be here till June, so we're not saying goodbye or anything like that, for the great uh, job you've done at Skagerrak and the amazing new uh, opportunities that are coming uh, for this lucky school in Cameroon, uh, which is quite like ours, which is amazing. Uh, but to uh, for everything that you've done and for, for joining the podcast and giving us some more information here today. Thank you, James. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode number three of the Skagerrak Coronacast. If you've noticed a marked improvement in the production quality of this podcast, uh, it's thanks to our newly hired producer, MY2 student Vilia Burley-Johnson, who will be joining the podcast as a unpaid service employee for the foreseeable future uh, to help make this podcast smoother, more polished, and to give some student input from time to time in Vilia's student corner. Welcome aboard, Vilia. To everybody else, have a great week digitally, and thank you for listening.